Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week we are talking about portfolios. And to do that, I have brought on literally an expert in portfolios, Angela Johnson, aka Ask the Nanny. Hello, Angela. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. It's so good to have you back on the podcast. It's so good to be back. This is round number three. Yes, round number three. And I'm sure it will not be the last because you are an absolute wealth of knowledge. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I mean, and it's very true. Um, so before we get started talking about nanny portfolios, I would love for you to, uh, let folks know like your nanny journey. I think nanny stories are so fascinating and I would love to hear yours. Well, my nanny journey started, um, when I was 11 years old, I was, babysitting my cousins during the summer when they had the summers off during school. Um, and when I say school, I mean daycare. Um, they were nine months and 23 months. So I took care of them during the summer, started at 11. My mom was a teacher. My dad's a teacher. So they instructed me. Uh, as I got older, I started babysitting for people in the neighborhood. And then from there, I had a home daycare in my mom's home while I went to school and I say school, college, um, I went to college at night. I had day home daycare during the day. And from there, I just, it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. When I moved to DC, um, I was working for a nonprofit organization, teaching ladies how to do what I do. I would find them uh, job placements. I would find them what we call student teaching because I taught in the afternoon and they were in the classroom, whether it was a preschool or a um, elementary school during the day. Mm -hmm. And I taught Mm -hmm. them in the afternoon. And from there, I started teaching at a play group. And all of these people in the play group were nannies. And I was like, what? 
And and I mean, it was like you saw parents on Fridays because that's when they took off because it was a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, play group. But the parents came in on Friday, but on Mondays and Wednesdays, I saw mostly nannies. And I'd heard of nannies, but I was like, hmm, I've done the home daycare. I've done the, the, the babysitting. And I got to talk with one of the nannies and she told me, she said, well, you can do this too. You can do this. So I got into it. My first nanny job lasted seven years. They were first time parents. I was a first time nanny. We kind of muddled through it. Yeah. <laughs> I found out so much about myself during that time that, um, and I was going to school, getting my early, early childhood education degree at the time while working 60 hours a week. Imagine that. And it was so powerful that I expanded. I became the traveling nanny. At one point, I was working for nine families at one time. Depends on the day of the week as to where I was in the D, uh, what do they call it? DMV, DC, Mm -hmm. Maryland, Virginia area. So I just fell in love with the one-on-one not being in the classroom, not having to prepare lesson plans and being able to teach the way I want to teach. I teach in what I like to call unconventional teachable moments. Mm. So I take that trip to the grocery store and we use it as as a learning experience. I take that trip to the park and we use it as a learning experience. We learn through our environment and that's how I like to teach kids. And since then, since that first one, I have been growing and growing and growing and I never stop learning. I'm old school and some of this new school stuff, I I, I widen my eyes and I'm like, okay, you got to learn this. You can do this. (laughs) You're not too old for this. So I widen my eyes and I, you know, buckle the seatbelt and I learn it and it works. And my journey is continuous I work as a newborn care specialist at night. I work as a nanny during the day and I love it. I love what I do. Being a nanny allows me to talk to other nannies, to mentor other nannies, to, you know, answer their questions. They get off the, off the uh, should I say, the uh, if they travel off the, the path, I scooch them back over to the path. So it has allowed me so many different things to talk, to teach in uh, conferences, to talk to big groups, to um, do podcasts that I heard all around the world, to be a conference, uh, should I say, I I was a, I guess, a curator of the conference because I helped to find all the speakers and put everything together and all of that good stuff. And it also led me to be the first director of the U.S. Nanny Association. Mm-hmm. So that's a long story. Yeah. Still more, but I'll stop right there. <laughs> yeah, it's long, but it's like so impressive. And I, I love the way that you continue to grow and to learn. I, that was, I think, my favorite piece of like, your story is that, you know, you started and we're, we're trained. And now as we have more brain science and stuff, like the, the field is shifting to accommodate 
that we know more now and you're shifting to accommodate that as well. I think that's so excellent. Yes. The old dogs can learn new tricks. I'm proof of that. (laughs) Totally agree. And like, I think it's an important lesson for all of us because with each new, you know, nanny kid, even not even just a nanny family, but with a, a nanny kid, like the same thing is not going to work for every kid because we're all different humans. And so exactly the ability to continue to learn and grow with the children that we care for is really important or the younger nannies that we talk to. Exactly. Their, their world is totally different from my world. And I recognize that. And some of the things that I was taught as an older nanny, it was from my upbringing and the way I was raised Mm -hmm. and the professionalism that they think is professional and the professionalism that I think is more professional is two different professionalisms. None of us are, neither one of us are wrong, but we can learn from each other. And I take some from theirs and they take some from mine and we can bind them together and we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I really love that. Um, Well, speaking of professionalism, let's start talking about portfolios. Um, I realized that I have, I do have an episode about online portfolios specifically, but I don't have an episode about just like what a portfolio is and why you need one. So I'm really glad that we were able to do this today. Me too. Yeah. Um, so what, let's just start with the basics. Like when we talk about a nanny portfolio, like what is that? What, what is it? A nanny portfolio is what my husband likes to call my brag book. Mm -hmm. Um, it has pictures, it has letters of reference, it has cards and, um, drawings that the kids may have done for you. I like to put a copy of my contract in there, a copy of my degree in there, certificates in there, so that when parents are turning the pages and looking, they get a full picture of this is what I do with the kids. Pictures are worth a thousand words. And I get it. You know, you can send them the electronic one, Mm -hmm. but it's something about being right there in the home or Starbucks or wherever you're meeting up with that portfolio and you're watching their faces. I like to watch their faces as they turn the pages because I like to put the pictures in the portfolio first Mm -hmm. because that gives them an idea of what I do and how I do it with the kids. I always ask for permission. That's so important. Ask for permission before you use pictures of anybody's children. Right. Now, if it's your grandbaby or your, you know, your relative, that's one thing. But if these are children that you're working with as clients, ask for permission first before you put their pictures inside of your portfolio. That is very important. Yes. So I like, I, I have pictures 
of about 20 different kids in there. I could put more, but I, I'll limit it. I pick out specific pictures where it shows me uh, being active with the children. Mm-hmm. It shows me taking pictures with the parents and how the parents are happy and I'm happy and we're working with the kids so that parents can see the my potential clients. They can see how I work with the parents. They can see the activities that I do with the kids, like um, playing with Play-Doh, making cookies. Uh, I even let uh, the kids make uh, cranberry orange bread for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so I have pictures of babies in there stirring in a bowl, they're in their high chair, stirring in a bowl with, uh, you know, or licking the spatula and I'm holding, you know, the bowl for them so that parents will see, this is what I do. Now, after the pictures is when I like to put um, a background check. Now, the background check that I do, I either do it on care.com or I go to my local uh, sheriff's department And there's a form that you can print out online and it just simply says, you know, or you can get one from there, from, from their office. And it just simply, they fill it out. They run your name and social security number and say, she's not a criminal. Mm -hmm. I, I put that in there because I want them to see that I get a background check every year. Now, if they want an in-depth driver's license and all of that, then I have them to pay for it. But that's inside the portfolio next. So they'll know right away. And I put each year, say this 2020, I I keep at least 10 years going back. Wow. After 10 years. So they, so it's, it's on every page. Okay. This is 22. This is 21. This is 20, 19, 18, 17. So that they can see that I have taken a background, a basic background check every year and that I have been safe. I, I can be a, you know, a safe person for that many years. I want them to see the history of my background yeah. so that it implies that I can be trusted. That's so important when it comes to parents and nannies. You're gonna be in their home. You're gonna be taking care of their kids. I need to know that you're safe. Right. So I make sure I put that in there. That's important to me. Now, it may not be important to anybody else, but I promise you it helps when they're making the decision. Also, behind the the um, the next thing I put in my portfolio is a list of references. And when I say a list of references, I mean reference letters. Hmm. My reference letters are from, I have reference letters that date back from my very first nanny child back in 19, no, 2001. Mm. Um, And I put those letters in order of, in chronological order so that they can see, I have been doing this for a while. I don't have every reference letter in there, but I have the ones that state what I have done with their children, how I ch- help to change their children's lives. Because, you know, some parents just say, oh, well, she's a great caregiver and we enjoyed her. The kids loved her and that's it. Right. I like the in-depth letters because I find that the, the moms are asking questions while they're looking at the book, but the dads are reading. 
because <laughs> the dads are the most skeptical. Sometimes the dads are, are the most skeptical about who is this woman you bringing in my house to take care of my, my child. So dads are reading and I want them to read everything and know that I, I was excellent at a schedule. I was excellent at sleep training. I was excellent at, you know, whatever else I did with the kids. Those are the types of letters that I put into my portfolio. After the letters, I also put uh, pictures, like I have fingerprints from, or should I say handprints, rainbow handprints from a set of twins wishing me happy birthday. Mm. Pictures that the kids made for me. That says a lot to the parents because the kids couldn't have done it by themselves. The parents had to help. So that shows how much the parents that I worked for in the past cared about me enough to get their children to wrestle them down as a one and a half year old, wrestle them down to actually do fingerprints, <laughs> <laughs> to actually draw a picture or to, you know, to take a picture. Um, I even have a, still have a video of a set of twins. They were two and a half years old and they made a video singing me happy birthday. So those little things I have in there next. And then I have um, my conference attendance, uh, any certificates that I've done, my NCS training, my uh, nanny training, uh, groups that I have participated in that gave up for, for uh, participation uh, what a participation <laughs> certificates. And um, I also have the International Any Training Day certificates in there that I've attended. Um, just whatever trainings that you, you have taken that has to do with children, that has basically been professional development, mm -hmm. all of that professional development certificates I put in there so that they can see this is what I'm doing. And I'm continuing to educate myself. I'm continuing to go through the process of, oh, I may have learned this last year, but somebody else is teaching this year and they have a different take on it. Right. So I'm learning the same thing again, but from a different perspective. I put all of that in there so they can learn that, know that I'm still learning, still researching because the world is changing and things are changing. It may not be the same yesterday as it is today right parents want to know that you're doing research to do what the latest technology is or the latest medical findings for whatever is going on with their children they want to know that you're interested and that you are taking the time to follow the trends of what's going on in the child care world to bring it to their children so that's why I put all of my professional development in there and then at the back I have letters, handwritten letters, handwritten cards from the parents thanking me for attending the birthday party. Oh, you always do this and you always do that. It's one thing to have written letters or typed letters. Anybody can type those. Mm -hmm. and, but handwritten letters with pictures on them or uh, the handwritten cards, those are important because you get the true feelings in writing. Even if you can't read it sometimes, you still know <laughs> that it's it's in writing and they took the time to write the card for you. So I like to, to my portfolio to pull out all the feels from the parents. 
so that by the time I get they get done with the portfolio, they ask me, and I promise you, 95% of the time, by the time they get through the portfolio, they say, okay, so when can you start? <laughs> and that's what we want to hear, right? That's what we want to hear. Even if, you know, you get a feeling of, no, I may not want to work with this parent. Uh, your portfolio has done its job because right. you want to pull all of those feelings of disbelief, of, of, of timidness, of, mm, I don't know, uh, this is a new person coming into the house. I don't know if the kid's going to like them. Or whatever. You want to pull all of those feels out of them so they can get rid of everything and, and all the distractions in the way. And they're making a sound decision. Like, yes, I want to hire her. Yes, she's going to be good for our family. And they will ask you questions about your portfolio. So be ready for the questions. Don't put something in there in your portfolio that doesn't belong to you. Mm. Because that will be the very thing they'll ask you questions about. And you'll be like, uh, mm, mm, oh, well, mm. and then you lose them. Right. So put your own information in there. Come up with your own method. Some some uh, nannies like to put uh, artwork that they've done with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, say like it was a drawing or footprints or, or whatever the case may be. Some of them like to put a sample of their artwork in there. I like to just take a picture of it and put it in there because it's much easier and it lasts longer in a picture than it does if I'm dragging the artwork around and it kind of starts fading and looking brown around the edges and you're like, okay, so what is this in here for? Right. So just take a picture of it uh, when you get done and put it in your portfolio. It's still the same. People Mm -hmm. will still see what you have done. But I also like to put a cover on my portfolio. I have a cover of Ask the Nanny on my portfolio right now, my logo. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt what I do. If you have business cards, uh, get it blown up or get a poster size, I mean, an eight by 11 uh, size uh, picture of it and put it inside, put it on the outside. You can get a portfolio. When I put my portfolio together, I put it in a three ring binder. Mm-hmm. And usually I buy the binder that has like the little the little envelope on, on the front cover. So you can just slide a piece of paper in a, a presentation um folder right i mean not folder a presentation side to it so you can slide a piece of paper um artwork whatever you want to slide inside that front cover and that way when you hand it to them it's like oh what's this right they're they're excited because of what they see from the outside what they see from the outside makes them excited to go and look on the inside Not that they wouldn't be if there's nothing there, but it just makes it more presentable. And in my opinion, more professional. So you get them started. I'm a a visual person and I'm a visual learner and hands-on learner. So if I see something that is bland and I see something with a picture, I'm gonna gravitate towards the picture. Because hmm, this looks more interesting over here, even though what's inside uh, 
what the picture may not be as interesting as that what that's playing. My, my eyes are going to automatically gravitate towards the colorful pictures. I'm just right. like a child. <laughs> if it's colorful and sparkly, oh, what is that? So I'm going to gravitate towards that. So make sure that you are presenting something that represents you and that it has all the information that they need. So if they have, it, it alleviates half of the questions that they may have for you because it's already there in the picture. So what do you like to do with the kids? So do you have a background check? Uh, what do the parents say about you? Do you have any references? It's all in the portfolio. And they can sit there and read it. And in their minds, it's already, it's already turning. Their mind is already turning and saying, hmm, she's good. She's really good. We made a jump on this. We better not let her leave without an offer. And you right. never know. You can get, I, I can tell you, 95% of the time, I get the job on the spot. Uh, they Ooh. want the spot. Even if I don't want to work with them, or, or there's something that uh, conflicts with my schedule, or something, their parenting styles are not the same as mine, or we're not a good fit for some reason. You know, I always present my best. Now, I also do a mini portfolio. Mm. Now, the mini portfolio, it's like a the two-sided folders, uh, the pocket folders. I go get a portfolio, you know, they cost like 10, 15 cents. Inside of that, I put my business cards and the little uh, slots that are uh, uh, made for the business cards. I put my business cards in there. I put a copy of my contract. I put a copy of my resume. I leave a, it depends on the age of the child. Most of them are newborn to three years old. I use a, I leave a milestones chart. I put a milestones chart in there so they'll know what to expect from their child at what age. I also put a sheet in there of 50 ways to praise your child. Oh. So that they know that I'm concerned. It's not just about me. I'm concerned about your child. I'm concerned about how you're raising your child and being positive towards your child. I also um, put my contract in there and I explained to them that this is my basic contract. Some of these things may pertain to us and our situation. Some of them may not. I'm going to leave it here with you, let you read over it. And if you should decide to hire me, we will go through it word for word. Right. Now, I leave uh, this portfolio with the families that I know I want to work with. Mm, I put extra smart. paper. I have a sheet of paper covering everything. I have a sheet of paper on both sides of that uh, portfolio, that mini portfolio. I pull it out. Before I hand them my big portfolio, I, I usually carry the, the mini portfolio inside of my, my big portfolio. So I'll pull it out and I'll pull out my pen and I'll pull out the two sheets of paper that I have covering everything. And I put it on top and I write down as they're talking, I start writing. And if, the, if I get too many red flags, I take my big portfolio I stick my mini portfolio back into my big portfolio and I walk out the door. 
because I know there's no need for me leaving references and all these things with them because I don't plan on working with them. But if I am with a family and we just click and we just mesh and I, and I really want to work with this family, I take the two sheets of paper that I had originally had in my mini portfolio. I put them inside the big portfolio and I hand them the mini portfolio and I tell them, here's something uh, that I want to leave with you. Uh, it has all the information that you need in there. It has my references, uh, my call references, and my reference letters. It has the contract. It has the my, my resume and a few other things that you may be interested in for your child. And then I leave. Mm -hmm. If you leave something with that family, they've seen your portfolio. They've seen all the pictures and everything that, that you can do. Your mini portfolio is just a reminder of this is who you talk to because many a times parents are talking to 50, 60, you know, different, they're talking on the phone, they're meeting in person to find the right person. If you want them to remember you and what you said, what you stand for, they will remember your, your big portfolio. You leave the mini portfolio that reminds them of what they saw in your big portfolio. So right. I have left my mini portfolio with families when I worked in Florida and several of them took them, they lived in the condos on the beach. Several of them took them to the office manager and I ended, ended up becoming the uh, beach nanny mm. because they owned the condo. They took my portfolio down to the office manager and said, look, we love this lady. Uh, if anybody needs a babysitter, uh, have them to call her. I've had another family who rented out their condo and they put my portfolio into their welcome basket. Mm. And they put my magnet on the refrigerator. And each family that I work for in that particular condo left a reference letter inside the portfolio so that everyone that came through there could read the handwritten reference letters of the people that I had taken care of, the kids that I had taken care of in that particular condo. Wow. So your mini portfolio and your portfolio goes a long, long way to being hired by people you don't even know. They trust you because of the person who was there before you. Oh, she's got five different references up in here. Five other families have hired her. Let's call her. Yeah. So the portfolio is so, so important. Electronic is fun, but I like the in-person feel. I like to be able to read them. I like to be able for them to ask questions as they turn the pages. And besides that, how many people read their email unless it's very, 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 very important? Right, right. And, and your you, portfolio. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, I was just going to say, and I, I do feel like the pandemic, you know, I recorded the online portfolio episode before the pandemic. I do feel like the pandemic has made just 
a slightly sour taste about like anything online. And yeah, if you are in person with someone like make, you know, creating this whole experience for them to be able to feel how wonderful you are as a nanny and they're sitting there with you. They're seeing it on the paper. They're seeing it in the way you're interacting with them and maybe their children, depending on the interview style that you go with. I do feel like that's a huge leg up because you're creating this almost experience of you as a nanny. And that is very hard to forget or get lost in an email, you know? Yes. It, people will remember, they won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what sticks with me every time. I want them to have a full experience of who I am and ask me questions. And don't be afraid to ask them questions because that's a part of your interview. And this portfolio, you know, if they're asking you questions about, what's in your portfolio, and they mention something, uh, say, oh, I see you like to play with Play-Doh. Do you make the Play-Doh yourself or do you buy the Play-Doh? That's an opportunity for you to ask them, well, I can make Play-Doh with the kids. Which would you prefer? Do you prefer that I make crafts with them or buy the crafts pre-made so they can stick them together? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's an opportunity. Take an opportunity to ask them questions because sometimes parents don't, especially new parents, they don't know what they want, right? They have no clue and you're there to teach them. So you have to guide the interview and your portfolio helps you to do that because I walk in the room and, you know, and they uh, into the room or the home or wherever we're meeting and I smile, I introduce myself and, and things like, and I, they see my book because my book is like a three inch, three ring binder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. You talking 40 years here. It's a lot, but I have condensed it down. Right. <laughs> Somehow into three inch, three inches of a binder, but I, I break it down and they ask questions. They will ask questions, ask you questions about your um, your background checks and why you have so many in there. And I tell them, I get a background check every year so my parents can feel confident for whomever I'm working with. And I show them the background checks. Most parents get their own background checks, but I have a lot of parents because I get a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of parents that I work with they don't even do the power, the background check because their friend trusted you. If right. their friend trusted you, then you must be trustworthy because she doesn't leave her kids with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very strict about her kids. Uh-uh. I know that you must be top notch because she doesn't leave her kids with anybody. So I trust you. And they don't even ask about a background check. They just like, okay. And keep going. Most places like on care.com or city city they'll tell you we're going to take a uh, uh, I almost said blood test we're going to take <laughs> a drug test and a background check we're going to do a thorough check so you need to be able to pass that that background check you need to be able to pass that drug test now what if i was you know did drugs or didn't pass the background check how would they know right 
your reputation precedes you. Mm -hmm. Your reputation precedes you and be trustworthy enough for them to say, you know, we want to do a background check. Okay. I have no problem with that. Right. Even though you see 10 of them in my, in my portfolio, I have no problem with that because they are like on the surface. It costs like $10, $15 to say, oh no, she's not a criminal. Right. But let your reputation precede you. Your reputation in a book. That's what your portfolio is. Your reputation in a book. Yeah. Yeah. And I also heard you mention, you know, putting all of your um, certifications and um, continuing education, like all in there. And I, I think that that also really helps open the door for that conversation of like, you know, if a family is asking, this is, as, you know, saying this is as high as we can go like hourly money wise, but what are some other ways we can, we can help support you and saying something like, you know, creating a continuing education stipend, like, or professional development stipend, like that is very meaningful. And because your portfolio shows that that's something you have been putting your own heart and soul and money into. Um, I think that families are going to be more likely to say yes. Cause they're like, well, she's already doing it and it will only help my children and my family by continuing to let this nanny grow. Um, I think that that's a, a great way to like start that conversation too, of, of some of those other benefits that families can provide that they might not think of. Exactly. Exactly. Your portfolio, it has so many benefits. The, the, the trustworthiness, the, um, do you drive your, your kids in a car in, in their car or your car? Because I have some reference letters in there that says she drove my kids to daycare while keeping, uh, she drove the two-year-old to daycare while keeping the newborn on a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. She was able to do all of that at one time. You can multitask. That can get you go from, okay, so she ran errands for the for the household and made dinner for us three times a week. Mm-hmm. That's household management. That's right. a totally different job. You can have both of them together and do it all in one job, but that's a totally different uh, ball game. So it takes you from just being the nanny. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Right. It takes you from being the nanny to, okay, hmm, I was going to pay her $20 an hour. Hmm, house managing. Maybe she was going to maybe we go up to $30 an hour, $25, $30 an hour, because she can do this and that too. She can multitask. All of those things put together Let's the family see what your potentials are. They may have want to hire you as a nanny, but somewhere down the line, because they know this is part of your uh, repertoire, part of what you have done, you know, your repertoire of things that you have done in the past, they may come back and ask you. So, how much more would it cost us for you to do this, this, and this for our family? Mm-hmm. That's a pay raise without even having to go and, and get a second job. To make that, you know, I, I babysit twice a week 
and you can make the same amount of money that you make twice a week babysitting just in that same job within the same hours and you don't have to be out at night two nights a week right so i've i've worked myself into the family that i work with now i was supposed to be a part-time nanny from eight mm-hmm. to twelve I ended up being their NCS for the first month of the baby's well, first six weeks, the baby was here. I was their NCS and I worked from 11 PM to 11 AM. So they got the best of both worlds. I was only supposed to work from eight to 12 originally. So I came in 11 PM and I worked till 11 AM. I didn't have to go out and get another job. I had the whole shebang right there in one house. Because I took care of the kid, the baby at night, and I let them have their morning. And then I switched over to just being the nanny uh, about two months after the baby was born. And at that time, they realized, hey, we need you longer than we thought we needed you. So I didn't have to go get a second job. Same household, same family. Love working with them. Love the baby. Mm-hmm. They extended my hours. Why would I go somewhere else? Have to travel, work with another person, and then COVID. Right. So your portfolio shows them everything that you can do. There's different job needs that your families have. Your salary can go up because of those job needs. You've shown them what you can do with the kids. They love you because of that. So take advantage of what you what, what you have in your hands. Present it to them. And you may come out with two or three different jobs. Okay, which one do you want? Mm-hmm. Hi, listeners. I hope you're really enjoying this episode. Just wanted to pop on and tell you about what's going on over at the Patreon. So... If you join the Patreon, as a reminder, you will get ad-free episodes, access to a Patreon-only Facebook group, as well as bonus episodes. This month's bonus episode is all about neurodiverse nannies. And to, to talk about that, I brought on Reagan of Playful Acre. So if you would love to listen to that episode, hop on over to the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash chronicles of Nania. Pick your tier and you get lots of bonus content over there. We also have an episode about true crime and nannies and an episode where um, I talk about set boundaries, find peace with the boundary queen, the modern nanny, Sarah. So check it out. I would love to have y'all over on the Patreon um, to listen to those ad-free episodes and all of the bonus episodes. Enjoy the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I, I really do. When, when you're talking about this portfolio, I really do think that you're allowing the, the family that you're interviewing with to imagine how their lives can be changed by adding you to their families to, you know, as not only like you were saying the nanny, but maybe a house manager or an NCS or, um, you know, a library curator or whatever your special skills are, you're letting them know, like, here is everything that I bring. Like, what do you want to order off the menu? That is me. And then those conversations so naturally extend to like, well, our youngest is now going to preschool, like, but we don't want to give you up. How do we make that happen? And you can say something like, you know, house management, I'll house manage during the day. And then I'll switch over to, you know, uh, back to a nanny when the kids come home from school or whatever it is. Exactly. And if you are a sports person, I've known one nanny who has started out as the nanny Mm -hmm. and three nights a week, she had uh, three different families. It was the neighbor's kids. They always had play dates together. She was a swim coach Mm. and she had swim, you know, most of her life. And so she coached the kids in swimming and and the nanny family had a big swimming pool in the backyard. So she used that to make extra money to become the swim coach, not only to the nanny kid, but to the two neighbors' kids. Right. So it was like, okay, we're having swim lessons today. And that, if she hadn't had that in her portfolio as a part of her uh, her repertoire, mm-hmm. she would not have gotten the opportunity. And because of them, you know, word of mouth. Well, you know, she teaches swim lessons. So she could go from nanny to swim teacher and, you know, swim coach and out of her time, make a big chunk of change for our time. Cause people like for their children to know how to swim. Right. So it word gets around that you have, you got the swim coach of the neighborhood well, hey, let me get a couple more kids together. It's a easy transition, especially, you know, in the springtime when summer is getting ready to come and you need them to brush up on their swim lessons. Mm-hmm. Here I am. Yeah. So it, 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 I mean, you can be a soccer coach. You, your child's in soccer and you want, you know, you, you're taking the child back and forth to soccer. You can be the child soccer coach instead of you hiring somebody else. Hello, pay me a few extra dollars. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. 
So it just depends. Use all of you in your, it put all of you in your portfolio. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I, I love what you said. Cause I, I thought about it and like, I don't have anything about <laughs> being a swim coach in my portfolio. And yet I should, because what? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I should, cause I, I have literally done that before and I swam for years and years. So, um, yeah, it is like, you almost have to like right now, if you don't have a portfolio right now, start writing down like the things that you want to include. Um, and like, I'm even thinking about like, I don't have permission to share pictures of most of my kids, um, right now. And so, but I do maybe want to start talking to some families and be like, Hey, like, I understand you don't want me posting the like pictures on social media. Just curious. What is your opinion on? Like, could I include, you know, and show them maybe specific pictures and say, could I include this picture in my portfolio? It's not going to go up online. It's not going to be for anyone. It's going to be just for, you know, potential future families. Um, cause that is a different conversation than like, you can post my kid's picture wherever you want. That's a much bigger, uh, commitment than you can include this particular picture in your portfolio. Exactly. And and I've done both Mm -hmm. because I, I do new parent education online Mm -hmm. on social media. I've asked my previous families, even though they said, oh, well, you can use my, their pictures. I, I don't mind. I don't mind you, 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 you showing their pictures. That was for my portfolio. I went back to them when I started doing TikTok and becoming popular. I went back to them and said, I'd like to use their pictures as, uh, as a teaching tool for my videos. Oh, that's fine. We trust you. Right. And that says a lot about me. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about you. They trust that you will not use their children to exploit them. They trust that you will not use their children to uh, sell things online. Uh, as, and when I say sell things on inappropriate things that are not right. childlike uh, things online. So the conversations that you have with your parents, but you have to build that trust. And like I said, that trust starts with your portfolio and them them seeing how you are displaying other children in your portfolio and how tasteful they are in your portfolio and what how you describe the pictures. They don't know that you know, in the back of their mind, they're not even thinking about that. But the way that you describe those kids in the pictures and the way you display those pictures in your book, in your portfolio, it's saying a lot to them. These people must really trust her. Right. And it may not say it out loud and it may not realize it at that moment. But when you come to ask them, they'll think back to when they saw the pictures in your portfolio. Right. When before they hired you, they'll think back to those pictures and think, hmm, 
20 other families trusted her. So she must be good. And then, and uh, I haven't heard anything bad about her. I've even had parents come back to say, how much did you pay them to, to say that, all that stuff about you? And I was like, uh, nothing. Who are you talking about? <laughs> so right. it's, it's, like I said, your portfolio has a lot. And why don't you have their swim stuff in your book, Martha? Come I on. don't know. <laughs> I think it's because like in Chicago, uh, there's less swimming that happens. So it just doesn't cross my mind as much, but it's super important. Yeah. I yeah. I'll, I'll go change it now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super important. And I know they have indoor pools. They do. They definitely do. I mean, that's where I taught in an indoor pool. So, um, right. So yeah, I will definitely, cause I, you know, I mean, I do think like, as we grow as nannies, you know, once you hit that decade mark of being a nanny, I, I think that sometimes the different things that you can do are, they're so vast. Cause I do, I definitely have a lot of the theater background in my portfolio, um, of like being able to, um, create theater games and like, how encourage the kids to express themselves through theater and like that imaginative play is definitely my forte, but, um, yeah. So sometimes I get so focused on like one aspect that I forget about another aspect that I, I am totally bringing to the table. You have many talents. I try to use all of my talents with all of my kids it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I like singing. I can't sing like I used to, but I like singing. I use music therapy with the kids mm -hmm. because it changes the atmosphere because it is, uh, if there turns that frown upside down, right. They're sad. And I turn on their favorite music. All of a sudden they go from <laughs> to yes, yes. <laughs> and they're popping their fingers and they're dancing and, and trying to sing along with the songs. Yeah. That changes their world and changes mine too, because I feel sad when they feel sad. I get frustrated because they're frustrated. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can this baby please stop crying? Oh, I can't take it anymore. You don't say that out loud, but that's what's right. going on in your head. So um, when you change the music, when you turn on music and, you know, cause I have a background in music. I went to school to college on a music uh, scholarship. Mm -hmm. So I use that music that's inside of me. I like cooking. I, kids eat better when they make their own food. Mm -hmm. So I use that cooking part of me. I like to, I, I keep a, as my mom said, I keep a song in my pocket. I make up silly songs mm -hmm. and I find them singing them to themselves when they get down or when they when get frustrated. I sing silly songs and they start doing the little silly songs. I like going out for walks. I like walking. Walking calms me and it, it gives me my little woosah moments. So I put them in the stroller and we go for a walk. And then after a while, every day we go at the same time. They're like, okay, so when are we going walking? Right. It gets them in the mood of, I need to get outside. I need to get moving. I don't need to be inside in front of a TV or in front of a screen. So use everything inside of you. All that stuff that you have inside of you that can go into your portfolio, use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of nannies and I, I do have this in my portfolio too, but have like a, 
a typical schedule of like what they do on a typical day with nanny kids. And sometimes you have that differentiated by ages or, um, you know, you can pull out or put in depending on what age you're interviewing with too. But I also definitely have like a rainy day schedule too, of like, if we are trapped inside, like what, which you're not trapped inside. If it's just raining, I get that. But, or like, uh, you know, I live in Chicago. I have like a negative degree day (laughs) schedule of like, we really can't safely be outside for all that long today. So here's what we're going to do instead. Exactly. And that goes a long way. That's something that I would put, I would discuss in the interview, but I would also consider putting it in my mini portfolio. If I knew the ages of the child, I, I give a list of activities that I would do. And they'll come back and ask, okay, so what is this? Right. What is Johnny Appleseed? Oh, that's Appleseed counting. How do you count apple seeds? We eat apples for snack. We take the apples, the seeds out of the apples. We count them. We make an art project out of it. It's a whole apple seed day. Right. Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> it, there's a there's a poem or a song or something about Johnny Appleseed. Mm-hmm. I, I know it is. I can't remember what it is, but that's what I named the activity, Johnny Appleseed. And that's what we do. So it makes, we take that one apple, we learn about apples and we talk about if the apple is sweet or if it's sour, uh, if it's soft or it's, if it's hard, you know, if we cook it, will it soften up? We make a whole day out of Johnny Appleseed. Like you said, it's a rainy day. I used to live in Alaska. So I know when it gets cold, you can't go outside. So you have to be creative. Right. You have to know, have some, some things to do. But yeah, that yeah. would be, you know, on my list of things to do, rainy day activities. And you can put it in your mini portfolio and they'll know, oh, she's prepared. Right. Right. And yeah. And like that you can teach. <laughs> not only the kids, but the parents too, about these activities, you know, like parents are juggling so much and it is really nice to have someone come in and just be able to present activities that then, you know, oftentimes I'll do an activity with a kid or kids. And then later the parents will, you know, text me a picture because the kid really wanted to show them the activity. So they end up doing it all over again. And, um, and that's really wonderful too, of like the, the, yeah, you know, then the kid gets to teach the parents what they did all day. Awesome. And that's, it, it, it makes you look good because the kids enjoyed it so much. Right that they want to share it. They want to share, mom, look what we did. Come on, let's do it. And yeah. they can pretty much tell the parents word for word, instruction by instruction on what to do yep. and how to do it. And the parents think, oh, really? she taught them this. And then if you throw a little history in there, throw a little experiments in there, a little science, it becomes a whole lesson. That's what I like to call unconventional teachable moments. When you can throw all that stuff in there and, you know, the colors, what color is your apple? Oh, mine is yellow. Yours is green. Mine is red. What's the difference in between them? Mm -hmm. We look it up. 
it's an opportunity to, you know, pull out the encyclopedia. Well, Google, right? <laughs> Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, and find out what the difference is. Uh, one is crisp, one is sweet, one is mildly bold, and whatever. So you get to find out all those stuff, all those things, and the kids get to find out all those things, and you're teaching them, and they may not remember it all, but they'll remember the experience they had around it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I just, I really quickly just want to really highlight the mini portfolio. I have actually never heard of that before. And I love that so much that you're able to leave that with them. Um, so that, you know, they can, they can revisit things and yeah, if they're interviewing, you know, 10, 20, nannies, then by the time they get to the end of it, they might not remember exactly who said what, when, and so for them to have that to revisit, I think it's just so smart. And I love the piece about (laughs) you only leave it with families that you're interested in too. That's such a great move. Well, I don't even mention that I have it. Right. And, And that allows me to decide, uh, because I know that some families want you and then it's nothing wrong with the family. Right. It's just that you don't, it's, it's that, mm, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but no, this is right. not going to work. I, I can't see us working together or you get that, that sense of discernment that says, this is not going to be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I have worked in this business for so long, I trust that feeling within me. I trust my gut. And I can walk into a home and it's like this big wall. You just walk in and it's like, wham, and it hits you in the face. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I can't work here. Right. But I don't turn around and leave. I give it my 100%. I give it my all to everyone that I interview with. I give it my all because you don't know who they know. Right. And you don't know when you may come back full circle with this family and, or something, their circumstances have changed, but I give it 100%. I give it my all, but I also tell all of my families, when I start interviewing, I let them know that I'm interview. I'm in the interview process. I have several families that I'm interviewing with. And when uh, I make my decision, I will let you know whether it's your family or somebody else. Either way, I will let you know. That leaves me with an out of if I don't want to work with you, I've already told you, you're not the only family that I am interviewing with. And if I find the right fit for me, that's who I'm going with. And that's what I tell them. When I find the right fit, I will know it and I will let you know. Right. So that gives you the option of letting them down easy without letting them down. She, I thought she wanted us to work with her and she just went the other way. What happened? Nope. I told you I'm interviewing with several families. Right. And that way that gives you more control over your fate. Mm-hmm. You take control and say, I will decide and let you know. I know that you want me but I will decide and let you know, I have several other families that I am interviewing with. 
And it's the truth because when I start interviewing, I don't just go with the first person. I interview several different families so I can make sure that I know which family felt right for me. Right. So, right. And that is a way for us to reclaim some of that power. Um, because, you know, being a nanny, sometimes we aren't necessarily in the position of power, depending on how we set it up. And I love the way that you are so professional about your interview process, you know, including the portfolio and the mini portfolio aspects, but the whole time you're so professional and that really allows you to be in the driver's seat. And it also encourages all of those families. If they know you're interviewing with a bunch of families that encourages them to really put their best offer forward for you. Yes. Which is great. You know, that's a, that's a win for you and a win for them because if they do get you, If they do manage to have you as their nanny, what lucky families they are, because, you know, you're just so good. And I I know all, all the listeners of this, if you are spending your free time listening to a nanny resource podcast, you're, you're a very good nanny. (laughs) Exactly. Because I listen to a lot of them and wake up every morning with nannies. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 but it actually helps you with your self-confidence. It helps you start your day because you have already talked to someone. All you have to say is two words and then they know exactly what you're talking about. You don't have to explain in 50 words or less uh, of, of what, you know, this is what's going on. And here's the story. You can just say two words, oh, potty training. They right. get it. And I, okay, I know what you're talking about. So they get it. They have been through many scenarios themselves and they understand why you're feeling that way. It's potty training. It ain't easy. So being able to be in a room or be on a, 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 listen to a podcast where you're listening to other nannies that are going through the same thing and giving you the advice that you need to make your day better, improve your uh, relationship with the parents and to build confidence enough in yourself to say, I am in control of this interview. Uh, I am interviewing them as well as them interviewing me. We are both trying to find out whether or not we are a good fit for one another. Right. Using um, conversational words like I am interviewing with other families and I will make my choice. Not uh, if you decide to go with me, I will make my choice. So in other words, you're going to tell me whether or not you want me and I'll make a choice of what as to whether or not I want you. Mm-hmm. But please know that just like you are not interviewing just me, I am not interviewing with just you. So we both have uh, that in, I should have said that out. Right. Yeah, because it, it benefits everyone to have a good match. You know, like the a nanny family and the nanny and the children, like it's all works so much better when it's a good match and not 
every nanny is meant for every nanny family and not every nanny family is meant for every nanny, you know, like there's just such an intimate bond between nannies and nanny families that, um, you, you do, you have to be, you have to be choosy about it. Yes. Especially now, because a lot of families work from home and you really need to be on good terms and be able to have a schedule and stay out of each other's way and have a place to go to just, uh, okay, I'm tired of looking at y'all. I need some, I need some me time. (laughs) You all sitting here eating lunch. I'm sitting here eating lunch. Okay, I'll let you all have lunch. I'll go over here in the other room and you all can have lunch and I'll have lunch when baby goes to sleep. So I can just decompress. If I had a bad morning, a baby has had a bad morning, especially on those teething mornings when they're whining all morning and you're just like, oh, God, Lord, yes. And you just need to decompress without having a conversation during lunch about all the other 50 different things that the baby is doing or not doing and what schedule is going to be like, what's this going to be like, what that's going to be like. Okay, you all have your lunch and I'll be over here. I'll be purposefully um, out of sight. Right. So right. when you get done, I can come in, have my lunch and decompress. And I'm ready for the afternoon of the baby still teething. I just need that time to myself. So you need to know that you've got a good fit and a good family that you all fit together because you're all in that house together. Right. Right. Yes. And it does. It can make or break, especially when it's work from home. And I, I feel very lucky, um, with my current nanny family that they are work from home and we really make it work. And like teamwork, you know, you just have to be able to all be on the same team, um, which can be hard. And, and like, like we said earlier, it's not about like, if a family is a good or bad family, it's like, good or bad fit is, you know, the goodness of fit factor is, is, is what we're talking about. Right. Cause there is, there's some, you know, I, I have nanny friends who work for families that I'm like, Oh, that would drive me cuckoo bananas, but, um, it really works for, for that nanny and that family. So uh, if it works, it works. Exactly. I don't have a problem. You know, some people have a problem with the way I work. How in the world do you do all that? Uh, when do you rest? When you do? I was like, trust me, I have a schedule down. I have I have a clause in this contract that allows me to rest during the day. And I have a clause in this country that allows me to rest at night. So I get my rest. Right. <laughs> so right. It, it, it's just a matter of being organized and um, having a good family to work with, knowing that you are a good fit with that family. They know your needs and don't be afraid to tell them your needs at the interview. Right. Because if they don't like what you need at the interview and you take that job, uh, you're probably not going to get what you need after they learn who you are and you learn who they are. Because if their first reaction is no, it's yeah. probably going to be a continued no. Right. So don't try to make it fit. Yep. Yep. And I'm moving. So true. So true. And I do, I just love, 
the way that you put together your portfolio to really highlight why you're asking for what you're asking for. Um, and, and, you know, saying like, these are, these are my terms and this is like what I can do when you give me the support that I'm looking for. Like, this is, this is the type of environment I can create for your child to learn in because, you know, you talked about having these, these moments, these teaching moments and learning moments and things. And I think some families, like when they imagine a nanny, they imagine the lesson plans, they imagine, you know, all of the structure and presenting like, this is why I don't come in with a lesson plan. This is because I I want to explore like how many apple seeds we have. And um, I want to be able to stop on our walk and look at this rock that looks kind of like a mouse for seven minutes and really explore this rock. Cause that's what the kids are into today, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. I like child led activities. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that I have planned, right. Even in my planning, I may plan to have the purple cow. They don't like that color. Well, I got a rhyme that goes with the purple cow. How are you going to change the cow color? <laughs> The cow color goes with the cow. This is the color we're going to have. And you have to stick to the color. And if the kid doesn't want that, you're not going to have a happy kid. You want to have a real time with that activity. So make sure that I like my unconventional teachable moments. And I explain that to the parents. This is what I do. This is how they learn through their environment. That A is not just letter on the chart that's hanging on the wall that we go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A is in my first name. A is in the middle of their name. A is in the middle of Applejacks. A is in the middle of, you know, car. Right. A is everywhere. And when they learn that A is not just the letter that they see on the wall chart in their bedroom or the playroom, then it, it opens up a whole other world. I had a child, and I mentioned that story because um I, there was a child who just saw A. She was three years old. It was on the wall. It was on the wall. And I would try to show her A in different places. No, that's not A. A is on the wall. A, that's not A. And it's clearly written the same way. And then there are different fonts that A is written in. So when I started showing her the letter A and sounding it out, because she was learning how to do phonet, uh, phon- the, the phonics, and I started sounding it out. She, she, she heard the same sound. And then she started believing me that A was everywhere. And then, oh my gosh, when that realization hit, <laughs> she was everywhere. Everywhere we went, letter A, letter A, letter A, letter A. Look, 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 Gigi, letter A. I said, I see it. And we, <laughs> we were in, um, I took her to church with me because her parents were away for the weekend. And they gave me permission to take her to church. And I took her to church with me and we were reading the church bulletin and they were praying. And she screams out, Gigi, letter A. And I was like, shh. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you learned letter A. You know, the whole church is quiet and the minister is praying. And all of a sudden she screams out, letter A. And I'm like, 
Oh my god! Yeah, tell that I would teach the child. <laughs> That's but amazing. Yeah. But it was it was hilarious because the lady was sitting beside us. She just kind of smiled because she was a school teacher. She just kind of smiled. Everybody was trying to turn around looking. What is this child talking about? People in front of you looking, turn around, looking over their shoulders and like, okay, I'm embarrassed, but not embarrassed. Oh, yes. That's so funny. Um, I love that so much. Well, is there is there anything that you were hoping that we would get to talk about, but we haven't touched on yet? I think we've done it all. And then some. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just adore talking to you. So I, you know, we could talk forever, but, um, I do want to honor your time and listeners time. So, um, but how can listeners find you and find out more about you? Because listen, y'all like nannying and information about portfolios is like the least of it. Like you, you have so many things. So give us the rundown. What, what can listeners uh, contact you about? Um, I, <clears throat> they can contact me on my website, which is atnanny.com or they can find me on Instagram at ask.the.nanny. They can find me on Facebook at Ask the Nanny. And you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Ask the Nanny. On my YouTube page is a lot of my uh, Ask the Nanny archives, the topics that I talked about. people I had on the show. There's so many different topics. I even had you on there. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, check that out. Check all of those places out. I am currently doing more videos for new parents. It is one of the things that I am passionate about. I work uh, mostly, most of my career has been with children ages zero to three. I've done about 38 sets of twins. I've taken care for 38 sets of twins. So I'm a twin specialist. Um, But you can find me in all those places. And please join me on TikTok. I am am AT Nanny on TikTok. And please join me there. Follow me there um, and enjoy my videos. Yes. And they are, they're so informative. I, you know, I follow you, I think uh, across all social media and whenever um, your videos come up in my feed, I'm always glad to have watched them. So I, I really do highly recommend following Angela and ask the nanny across all of social media. Cause you, you do such a good job of really tailoring the content to the platform that you're on. So that's why you got to follow her across all platforms. Yes. <laughs> Cause yeah, I don't think that everyone does that as well as you do of, you know, like, yeah. So follow her across all platforms because you're going to learn different things in different ways. Um, but certainly follow her on the platform you use most um, because it's a good way. And, um, and folks can contact you about coaching, right? 
Yes, I also do nanny coaching. You can contact me on Facebook or on Instagram uh, for uh, nanny coaching. You can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok for new parent coaching. Mm-hmm. I also um, do sleep training. I've done virtual sleep training. So if you need um, help with sleep training, I do virtual sleep training. So you can contact me um, on my website at atnanny.com. That's A and T. A is an apple, T is in Tom and nanny. Beautiful. Yes. And, you know, if you are listening to this episode and you're like, I love what you're saying about portfolios, but I have this very specific weird thing. And I don't know, like, I'm not quite sure contact Angela and ask her because she is literally an expert in it and she will help you work it out. That's going to be in the most advantageous way to you. Yes. I have three portfolios. It just depends on what I'm doing as to which portfolio I pull out and goes. Yeah. I have three portfolios. And and if you're doing more than one thing, uh, like I do NCS work and I'm a nanny and I am a new parent educator and nanny mentor, have a portfolio for each one. Yep. Yep. It makes you even difference. got more at the end, folks. You even got another nugget of gold. Um Yes. Yes. So contact her about all of that. And also listeners, please consider joining the Patreon um, group for this podcast because we've got bonus episodes. We've got ad free episodes. We've got um, a community that is just for Patreon folks who are, you know, nanny struggling with what we struggle with as nannies and we lift each other up in that community. So um, think about joining the Patreon because there's a lot of extra stuff over there. If you love the pod, you will love the Patreon even more. That's patreon.com slash chronicles of Nania. Okay. So we end each episode with a cute, fun, or inspiring story. And Angela like did it during the episode. That was a fantastic story. And I loved it so much. Um, but I also brought one this week. So I, um, have been a nanny for about 10 years now. And so, uh, for 10 plus years and one of my first nanny kids is following in my footsteps of love of theater. Um, and she is just like doing such fantastic things. And she, texted me the other day and she was like, Hey, could you talk on the phone for a minute? And I was like, Oh gosh. Yeah. I, yeah, I am. I'm available. And so we, she like FaceTimed me and she was like, I got the lead in my school musical. And she was just so excited to tell me like herself and not like have her parents tell me it was just such a sweet moment that she like really wanted to include me in, uh, this, this really high point in her life. And it is, it's such a good feeling to get that role that you, that you yearned for. And so on that phone call, we like, I wrote it in my calendar when her shows are going to be, and I can't wait to go see and support her. But 
you know, I haven't been her nanny in probably six years now. And, uh, the fact that she still really wanted to include me just makes my heart sing. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that story. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited to go cheer her and her younger sister on her younger sister also got cast, which was fantastic too. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, I remember I like taught them preschool uh, theater way back in the day. um, And I'm just so excited that they, have kept their love of theater and um, continue to do it and want to include me. It makes me feel really special. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for just imparting so much wisdom for us. Thank you for having me. I, I love talking all things nanny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.